0: Alright, what's up everybody? Welcome to Helmet Theory Podcast. We've got uh, me, Matt Hep, live in my living room, and Nichols, tell us where you are.
1: I am currently driving home from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, back to Fayetteville, Arkansas, in my work
0: truck. So it's going to be, I'll be loud. Uh, I'll be in so you're send great. Out of <laughs> well, cool. Well, we're stoked, man. We've got uh, Trevor Sarver with us today. Say what's up, Trevor.
2: Hey, what's up, y'all? How you guys doing?
0: Man, doing awesome. Thanks for uh thanks for agreeing to hang out with us, man. Hey, yeah, dude. I
2: mean, this is going to be fun, man. Talk about all sorts of fun stuff. I uh, you know, I'm just hanging here out in my living room. So, hey, what better yeah. what better thing to do other than talk about stuff, right? Hey, Trevor. <laughs> That's Bert. Where are you located now? You're in Nashville, right? Yeah, Nashville, Tennessee, man. Like uh my house is is uh a little like like maybe I don't even know 10 15 minutes from downtown, like like uh you know northeast so i'm uh oh, that's awesome. I, I live uh kind of that that domesticated lifestyle out here in a subdivision and then um my offices are smack dab downtown though man that's awesome and you're so you're from northwest arkansas right oh yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah i'm from uh the fayetteville springdale area there in northwest arkansas and um so you know arkansas is always going to be home man yeah that's exactly where i'm from
0: yeah I uh well let me let me give a little intro into who or I'll let you give an intro into who you are I know like our interest uh we think you have a really interesting story uh just kind of from the outside looking in but we've got a guy who started out doing you know you guys left and started doing full-time music and chasing the dream and then did that for several years now you own a business you're running that so just could could you give us a high level snapshot of of just kind of who you are with all that
2: yeah, man. Um, so, I mean, yeah, you know I Basically, yeah, golly, man. That's I'm 34 now. So let's back up all the way to when I was, I guess, you know, 16, 17. You know, I was in high school. Um,
0: that's crazy that it started that long ago, man. I remember when you guys started the music thing.
2: I know, right? Yeah. And for the viewer, the the, the listeners that don't know, Matt, you know, my best friend and 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 uh, you know, band member, and just kind of do everything together kind of guy. Uh, uh, that's, you know, Matt's cousin and and uh, his name's Cody. But yeah, man, we were kids and running and gunning in high school. Started a rock band. Uh, next thing you know, we're, we're on tour. Uh, we toured our, our, our butts off for like a little, you know, like about a decade uh, full time and then found myself uh, not really knowing what in the world I was going to do after touring. Um, it ended up somehow getting thrown into the world of of merch so kind of like the guy making the shirts for the bands and uh you know next thing you know start a business and it kind of has, has blown up and you know fast forward and here we are man uh, now i run 85 supply and then have my hands on a few different things um you know but i'm i kind of found out that i love the the serial entrepreneur life and yeah you know that's really it man so basically band dude turned business guy
0: That's so awesome. Well, it's funny, too, because how many times when you were, you know, 18, 19, early 20s and you're getting tatted up from head to toe and people are like, aren't you worried about your future? And
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. I remember I was having this conversation the other day. Uh, You know, I was 20. I was 24 when I did my hands and 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 uh, living with my parents broke like. Like, what was I thinking, man? I was like tattooing my hands, you know? But I just knew that everything was going to be okay, you know? Like, I wasn't going to – it wasn't going to hold me back. And, right. you know, if you're worried about the what, how my hands look, then I probably <laughs> don't want to be working for you anyway.
0: Yeah, no kidding, man. It's just – I think it's a funny concept that like – and that's sort of a – I think our, the, our culture is sort of outgrowing that whole tattoos are bad mentality. But it's funny. I remember like when Cody – he was like the first black sheep of our little good Southern Christian home to start getting tattoos and piercings. And like our grandparents, you know, they're just like the sweetest people in the world. And they were just like, what happens one day when this band thing's done and you're trying to get a job and, you know, know, now (laughs) now look at you guys, you're freaking ruling the world. So
2: that's crazy. Yeah. Look at him now. I mean, shoot, he's, he's, he keeps the, 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 you know, the bearings grease and the gears turning at 85 supply. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's it's huge uh but i don't know man these days it's like it's almost like if you don't have to have tattoos like like you're the weird one
0: you know what i mean <laughs> yeah well let's uh let's rewind a little bit i want to get into some of the music talk and then we'll kind of work our way up to the present with uh, with the uh the 85 supply and, and the company and what you guys are doing um so you were in a band called the wedding you guys were rock and roll um I mean, I remember when you guys started. I, I don't know if you remember this, but when you guys put out your first, uh, e, I think it was the EP. I can't remember. I was in like, I want to say 10th grade. And I had Cody or his mom send me like a crap, like 30 or 40 of those little uh, EPs. And I was selling those things at my high school. And then I just sent you guys the money. That's so, I didn't know that. That's actually awesome. Holy
1: crap. Yeah, um, I, re- I remember him doing that, man. And it was, uh, I remember thinking like, wow, they should, they should literally be paying
2: me, bro. Like, what are you
0: doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for my royalties.
2: I uh, know, right? Yeah, you and me both, bud. Yeah, you kidding me? <laughs> um, dude, that rules though. I actually didn't know that and I love it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I sold, I think I had her send me like two packages of like 50. So I went through like a hundred and then, you know, after that, I mean, the people that had bought them were buying them and. Anyway, and we had, I mean, you guys played some in Little Rock, but y- you guys started out in Northwest Arkansas. Y'all were kind of, I mean, you probably aren't going to say it like this, but at least how, from my perspective, you guys were some of the pioneers of the music scene, especially Northwest Ar- Arkansas, but like maybe even Arkansas in general.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's very few. Uh, I mean, that's one thing I'm really, really proud of. Uh, we, we definitely did a good job of kind of, you know, doing our best to represent Arkansas's music scene for that genre of music, you know, and, uh, you know, we didn't realize that, that we would kind of spearhead that. But I feel like we did a really good job of it. You know, there's there's a lot of really great Arkansas bands, though, man. I mean, if you think about it, it's like Evanescence, you know, they did the new metal thing. You've got.
0: Oh, that's right.
2: You know, Living Sacrifice did the, the metal thing. Uh Spoken was kind of more in of in our genre you know i mean uh but but as far as like specific genres go you know the the i guess the emo whatever you want to call that rock and roll era uh it definitely you know that was that was kind of you know spearheaded by the wedding and and we 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 didn't know it at the time you know but um you know later on we realized that like oh wow we're actually you know trying to represent You know our state here, like I don't know, maybe maybe that's a terrible uh, description, but uh, (laughs) I mean that's 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 how you
0: know it felt later on for sure. Well, and you guys were kind of occupied. Go ahead, Nichols. I was just
1: gonna say, Trevor, I actually live uh, about five minutes from Nomad in in
0: Fayetteville.
2: Oh wow! Oh dang! And and they actually
1: uh, they actually have like. Y'all's all like record, uh, record covers and a few different
0: like uh, I guess posters. Things from
1: posters and magazines and things like that all of y'all's bands still on the wall.
0: That is so, wild. Yeah, it's kinda
2: crazy,
1: man.
2: That's nuts, man. I mean I, I have like a my attic, you know, I have tons of old uh, wedding merchandise. Uh, my music room is pretty much one big memory lane you know um, yeah yeah so but you know we like we were never some huge rock and roll band but I think for for you know some kids that decided that we weren't gonna go to college and we were gonna do the band thing we, we, we did alright for ourselves you know and, and I'm, I'm I'm proud of what we did I really am
0: yeah oh are you there Trevor I think you might have cut out oh I'm here I'm here yep totally
1: I have another question for you man like I've been thinking about like I actually have heard, like, I've heard about what, what Cody's doing, I've, you know, I'm just now meeting you, but, which is awesome, um, do you still
2: keep in touch with the other guys, or? Yeah, man, absolutely, uh, you know, and uh, for a lot of, I mean, the listeners out there, they probably don't, you know, some of them may not realize that, that the wedding, you know, we've had a lot of member changes, uh, we, it's not something we, we expected from the beginning, but, you um, So as far as keeping in touch with everyone, I mean, totally Uh, from, you know, Kevin, our very first singer, I talked to Kevin just the other day Um, and then, uh, you know, our uh, Matt, our second singer who filled his shoes uh, or, you know, the other Matt who ended up taking over drums and then Adam, you know, we're all like, for example, we have a group text and uh, I mean, that group text was banging, you know, just yesterday because it was a it was, it was Matt's birthday. So, I mean, oh, when you oh, nice. live that kind of life with somebody, you know, like you don't, it doesn't just go away, you
0: know, you still are
2: always going to, like, those, those are always going to be your bros, you know, um, no yeah, matter I mean, what and you got,
0: you guys were living in a van from city to city for, you know, months at a time, right? Yeah. I mean, for 10 years, I mean, for literally
2: 250 days a year for 10 years, Dude, like that? You... um, um, do I miss it? No, nah, man. I mean, I wouldn't say I miss. I mean, there's like, there's certain things I miss the camaraderie, you know, I miss the bonding, I miss the, uh, a little bit of the adventure, but I don't miss, you know, being broke all the time. And
0: yeah, I don't,
2: yeah. I don't miss like just that. I don't know. There's certain, there's certain parts of parts of it that, that can be over romanticized if you let it. And I feel like, um, you know, I, I just don't want to be that guy that over romanticizes some of it, you know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a kind of a realist and, uh, you know, there, there is a lot that I do miss. I, I will say that, but there's, but then there's a lot that I don't, you know? So
0: I remember stories, uh, like, I remember you guys staying at my parents' house a couple of times while, while y'all play a show at like Vino's and Little Rock, and then we lived close to there. And so you guys would be like super stoked that you had beds and couches and like, food and as opposed to like the two nights before that where y'all were all posted up on park benches
2: <laughs> uh dude that is a real story i could not i couldn't tell you how many how many you know times we've slept somewhere without a bed or uh you know you're just pulling up some carpet or your you know picnic bench or right. walmart parking lot i mean we've slept in walmart literally like you you start to like figure out like cool ways to, to, be to get homeless. a good yeah like you literally yeah exactly man you figure out how to be homeless and like in a classy way without you know being right, completely right. Homeless. It's, the, it's the it's such a an anomaly of like or just a weird lifestyle you know what I mean like yeah. because one day you're you're on stage and everybody's stoked for you and then that night you're like all right so how can I like get in between the towels and walmart and get behind there to nobody nobody's gonna bother me and like sleep on the rack
0: (laughs) you know (laughs) so uh so let's talk about this you guys uh like i remember one of the first shows i ever saw like i always knew cody was doing the music thing and that was you know i forgot what y'all were called before you were the wedding y'all had another band. yeah we were called easier said yeah oh easier said that's right Okay, so you guys had just recently t- kind of switched it up and said, okay, we're the wedding, this and that. And y'all played a show at uh it was like a big Christian music – not a festival, but like a one-day kind of concert. It was in Pine Bluff, Arkansas Yep. at uh, whatever their big thing is. And that was the first time I'd ever seen you guys play, and I knew like, okay, Cody and his buds are in this band – And you don't really know. I mean, when your cousin's in a band, you're just kind of like, "Oh, we're gonna go support my cousin." And I remember you guys freaking like owned it, dude. It was like the craziest thing. I'd never seen Cody do that before. I didn't. I don't think I'd even met you guys yet. So, Uh, and you guys, y'all kind of rode this weird line between a Christian band, but not kind of secular. Like y'all, y'all occupied a a a unique space. It's not so unique anymore, but at the time, it was kind of this you don't have to be, you know, you don't have to be Chris Tomlin to be a a Christian artist (laughs) or something like that.
2: No. Yeah. That's so valid. Yeah. And, and, you know, at the time it was, it was almost like taboo, not, not taboo, but it was just, it was different to, you know, to say that, you know, you're, you're, you're Christians in a band versus a Christian band. And there's, and I don't say Christians in a band in a bad way. It's just like, if you're, and this is going to sound so I uh, I'd heard that before you know. too, bro. Yeah, it's been it's been overused uh, so many times, but truth be told, it's like if you're if you're uh, you know, your water clogs and uh you call a plumber and he happens to be a Christian, is he a Christian plumber or is he a plumber? You know, right, and right. um he's just a freaking plumber, let him do his job. And and so when it comes to like when it comes to uh, you know, the wedding and 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 what we were doing at the time i mean i personally feel like uh yes i mean we're believers like without a doubt but you know we just wanted to play music that that people would enjoy i mean some some of the songs it's not like every song was about god or something you know like there's nothing wrong with just writing a good song and if people like it they like it uh uh if they don't they don't but but yeah that was at the time it was a little weird to to you know do that crossover thing you know what i mean yeah, yeah.
0: So, so I mean, a lot of the stuff, the labels. I know y'all worked with. Was it Mark Lee Townsend?
2: Yeah, a guy named Mark Lee Townsend who, uh, who, who, who kind of discovered us and produced us, signed us, all that fun stuff. Yeah,
0: and and he was from the Christian band DC Talk, right?
2: That's correct. Yeah, and then he did a, a lot of the production for like Reliant K, and then he, he's done some. He's done some really right. great stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you guys were working with like other former or current christian artists and that whole thing so tell us i'd love to hear a little bit you know kind of the behind the scenes of just the christian music industry because i hear some things it's not like some of it's cool and then some of it's kind of gross like what was you what was y'all's experience with all that
2: um i mean i mean you know the i've this isn't the first time i've ever been asked that question and my answer is always (laughs) it's my well my answer is always the same it's like dude wherever there are people, like it's just gonna be brokenness, you know? Like we're broken yeah. naturally as as people. And so, you know, it, it's just that there's a bigger magnifying glass on the people that are associated with anything that is quote unquote Christian. So um you know the Christian music industry, is it broken? Yeah, so is the secular industry or whatever. Yeah. Just yeah. people in general are broken. Um and there's some weird stuff in there. Um but I mean they're there, there definitely is sometimes where it's like might turn your stomach a little bit whenever you think how much money somebody's making off the word God, you know what I mean, or the word right. Jesus. So, but for us, man, we were really we 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 stuck to what we did best, which was just play rock and roll, be who we were um and 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 write songs and if people liked them and they listened to them we didn't really get caught up in the in the the jpms you know like the jesus per minutes and all that kind of stuff you know like (laughs) uh we just didn't get caught up in all that garbage man so
0: yeah so i mean y'all's y'all's music evolved i mean i think it did i think you would agree with this too but even the sound of y'all's music evolved from that first record you guys did up to um, y'all did that EP, the sound, the Still, is that what it's called? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Totally, man. That was, so we did our first record and then we had polarity. Our second. Oh oh, God.
0: Dude. Polarity was like the album of whatever summer that was that I was listening. I listened to that thing like every day, all summer
2: Uh, in 2009, man. I think it was one. I think it was 2009 when it came out.
0: Yeah. that, That feels right. Or
2: 2007. Maybe I can't remember, man, but yeah, it, that That record was
0: real defining for
2: for us as as individuals, too, you know what I mean so yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was gnarly,
0: so what's uh I mean, how do you feel just from from someone who creates and I mean music for using art, you play guitar, and so, yeah, t- talk to us a little bit just about the the creative part of being a musician. I mean, it's easy to get caught up in the oh, that's cool, we toured and we did shows and we had a platform, but at the end of the day, it started with that kind of core passion of, man, I love music. I love expression.
2: Right. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know, man, like, like the creating part of it is it's tricky. Um, you know, because you're, you evolve, right. You mature, you're not what you used to be, that kind of thing. And so Uh, you know, lucky for us, like our first record. I mean, gosh, if you listen to our first record and then you listen to Polarity, I mean, it is a night and different, or night and day. Absolutely. I mean, and then if you keep listening to the more of like more of our discography, we start to find ourselves as as like rock and roll writers, you know, and yeah, uh, versus versus staying cool and hip with the trends and all that kind of garbage. Um, we just wanted to make good rock music, and uh, but yeah, it's. It's interesting because when you start writing and and, um, and and the whole like creative thing happens, uh, you 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 are kind of subjecting yourself to to criticism, you know. So people, uh, and as you evolve, the more criticism is going to come your way, and that kind of yeah that can that can suck a little bit. But at the same time, it's like yeah, well if you don't like it, you don't got to freaking listen to it. So there you go. <laughs>
0: well there's got to be there's got to be this weird there's got to be this weird uh I, I don't know if pressure is a good word for it but this weird sense of expectation of like okay like you said you're maturing you're growing in your craft you're you know you're everything's it's it changes and yet there's this sort of invisible expectation from people of like well wait what about this one thing you gave us and that's what that's what started you out and that's what i know you as and now you're shifting and changing and i mean i feel like you guys i think y'all had a, a I think most people would probably say like they were happy with the shift and the change. I think Y'all's music evolved in a good way. But there's always those people that are just like... Totally. Yeah, we got... Yeah,
2: we
1: got
0: if, if we that got makes really me well. think about like...
1: That makes me think about like Emery with Walls. You know, they, they are constantly talking about like on the Bad Christian podcast
0: about how they're
1: always having to live back to... Like everybody always wants them to play walls. They're like, "Oh my god!" Another time, like, <laughs> yeah. The
2: about that, yeah. I mean, you you, you kind of like you. I know for us, it was just we we got lucky. You know that, like as we evolved, people evolved with us. You know, like your your fans. Um, yeah, yeah. They they you know for some I don't know, we, we like I said we just got lucky. You know that some some of our fans just stuck with us and involved and as they grew and as they mature, they understood that we were too, um, that we're all on the same playing field and that, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. The wedding, we we always have been like super, just regardless of our sound, I guess, like our ideals are just so punk rock. We're just kind of like, we're going to do whatever we want to do. So yeah. there's that. Screw you <laughs> like, <other> guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, so if you don't like it, you can get out. We really don't care.
0: Yeah. Dude, I, y'all had, what was it? A year and a half, two years ago, maybe longer. Y'all did the, uh, like a 10 year, I guess it was ten year.
2: Yeah, man, ten years. Uh, ten years, it, and it was it was a little over a year ago. Um, we did two nights back to back in Arkansas, and uh, played Polarity plus a couple little extra bangers. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, from front to back, man, and sold the place out twice. Uh, you know, that twice, was two nights in a row. It was amazing.
0: That was I got to. I don't remember which night we came to, but I had a, a friend of mine. We we drove up for it, and uh, what well, it was so funny too because like. All of us who were with you guys at the early stages of y'all's music and stuff, you know, we were all just a bunch of kids back then high school, college. And so we come back to that show and it was just like everyone had grown up. We're all in our late 20s, early 30s. But like, I'm talking grown men and women, like in the pit, moshing. It was nuts, dude. That was one of the most fun wedding shows I've ever been to.
2: <laughs> it was the craziest thing for me too, man. I mean, I, I would, I was looking out in the crowd and you'd see these, it was just almost like this blast from the past. It's just, you, you, you see the same people, except they just maybe put on, you know, 15 extra pounds and they have a beard now. And you know, like, right. and they're, yeah. they're the same dudes in the pit. It was just the coolest thing. And, and just so validating, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, so let's let's kind of catch up to the present because I've I've seen you like on Instagram and just and whatever share some of your story and some of the highlights and um, I think one of the coolest things and this is something Nichols and I were talking about in preparation for just having you on the show but you kind of talk a little bit about like you said being this broke punk rocker you know I'm living in a van I don't have a home this and that and and now you're kind of living this whole new type of dream where you're a homeowner a business owner. You got this killer dog who is <laughs> right. awesome. She's the uh, best. Man. I mean, she's what's at my feet right now? That's awesome. Yeah, I've got mine next to me too. She's she's spoiled. So what's I mean, what's that transition like for you, man? Because it's it's quite a bit different than, you know, early twenty year old musician traveling the country.
2: It's extremely different. Um man. Um where do I begin? So uh, you know, I started this company, eighty-five Supply, and 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 the next thing you know, I'm like, I, I, it's just all, it's all happened so fast. Um, you know, so I moved to Nashville. Like I said, you know, really, when I say broke, I'm, I mean broke. Like I, I didn't have a car. I was driving the wedding's van. Uh, places, <laughs> like. My, my girlfriend at the time was supporting me, I mean, financially, like I was living in my buddy's house for 100 bucks a month. Um, I mean, this went on for a long time and um, had the idea for 85 Supply. And you would think that, oh, yeah, he probably reached out to all his like tour contacts and that's how it worked. Well, not really, man. It was just like, I mean, it, it was I had to b- build this company like everybody else. And um, that was a real gut wrenching thing you know but but i knew i was on to something and you know the next thing you know i'm i'm, I'm like oh wow well, i need a little bit of extra help and then cody comes on board and then you know margaret and a couple other team members and you know we're still doing this thing out of the house and out of the blue it's like you know goes from this little dinky company to a multi-million dollar company and i'm having to like learn about compliance and and like be like a freaking adult and that's about the biggest thing in the world. But, and then all of a sudden, you know, I own a home and then, and then there's, 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 I don't know. I like, uh, am I some like, you know, freaking rich shark tank dude? Like, no, but, but I will say that that I've learned a lot through the the adventure that has been entrepreneurship, you know? And, um, I never really, like, I guess I kind of knew it was in me. I had it in me a little bit, but I just didn't, I didn't know I had it this much, you know, to where I was like bit sure. by the bug this much. And, um, it's been, it, it has been a wild road. And honestly, we're just beginning. I mean, right now we're Cody and I let yesterday, we're in my office at the, at the, uh, downtown and, you know, talking about things on the horizon, like what's, what's coming up, what are we planning on? Where do we see this company going? And, I mean, we still have moments where we, we just did yesterday where, you know, we look at each other and we're like, remember whenever we made like a hundred dollars a month or a couple hundred bucks a month from this thing? Like, holy crap, where <laughs> are we at now? This is nuts.
0: You know, like how did we get here? Um, and this is what, like year three or four? Dude, we're in year five right now.
2: Um, yeah. Year so, five. okay. Yeah. Technically year five and I'm telling you, man, it's, it's the wildest. It is just i don't get it man i'm just like sometimes i think i'm on i'm the dude on the roller coaster that's like i'm just lifting my hands up and i'm like we
0: like let's just <laughs> ride this thing out <laughs> you know, <like>. yeah oh, <laughs> so, and there's so there's uh when did, there's something
1: when did about you guys see the oh
0: sorry yeah. no, no no go ahead i was going to say
2: so when did you see the biggest jump in growth um about a year ago yeah uh it was uh when we moved our uh, when we moved into our offices um, which we just moved out of those and into new offices after that um, that was whenever we really saw the growth it was just like you know new people were starting to call and we didn't know who they were and clients were coming out of the woodworks and next thing you know you're 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 like answering the phone and so and so at this big company and you're like what what wait what like how do you know about us like this is the weirdest yeah, and, thing you know you, you guys I, mean, I know you got like, a home. And
1: then your business got a home, and
2: then you blew up. Kind of, actually. You know what's crazy is we moved offices. We moved into our first offices, and I closed on my home in the same week. So, oh my it was gosh! Nuts. Yeah, that was a freaking that was a lot. I'll say that much.
0: Well, and I, I think it's worth noting, like, not only are you—I mean—the entrepreneurial side of things of running any business is its own animal. Uh, but I actually I worked in the same little kind of market that you're in I, I worked for a company that does screen printing and merch and I did sales for them and so I, I think a lot of times when you tell people like oh yeah I worked for a company that does t-shirts and hats and merch it's like they sort of because they don't understand how much goes into that process they just think like it's this sort of easy thing but the detail that goes into what you guys are doing and the systems that go into like shipping and quality control and just all of that is that's just, that's its a whole nother animal. I mean, it's people, people don't know about the business that you're in, how much actually goes into it.
2: Yeah. And, and there's there it, perfection does not exist and merchandising specifically, pers- it does not exist. And <laughs> you know, you're dealing with handmade products. Uh, you're, you these are, you know, it doesn't matter if it's 10,000 shirts, you know, every one of those is, is screen printed, you know, um, to a certain degree by hand, And so there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of mistakes. You know, we don't uh, claim perfection; we strive for it. You know, Um, and we're always going to be the first ones to admit our faults. Um, And and that's I think that's that's one of the main reasons that 85 has grown to what it it is now is because we're so transparent about that. You know, like look, we're we wanted to be the new kids on the block that came in was like we're not going to be the ones that preach about you know, and say, Oh, we're perfect. You know, we just yeah, want to come yeah. in and be us and tell you that, Hey, no matter what you're taking care of, like no matter what we got you. And that mentality has, I mean, even as a consumer like myself, right. Whenever I'm a big fan of a company, I know they're not perfect. As long as they make sure to take care of me, whenever they're, they're in the wrong, I'm good. You know, like I'm a loyal, yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Like I understand that perfection doesn't exist. And I don't care if you're AT&T or whatever, Comcast, well, actually, Comcast sucks and I can't stand them. But like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, but truth be told, whenever you uh, when you find that company that, that really, really does care about you, I mean, that, that means a lot, you know, and, and it, it helps us be, uh, you know, like vulnerable, but also a little little comedic you know like whenever we mess right. up like how yeah, we screwed up dude but don't worry we're here we're still here we're not going anywhere and we'll make it right we're gonna move on and you know we and and and, and, and not just a refund or a reprint like we're gonna be like okay we gotta figure it out like how do we get these to that tour date immediately uh, you know so we're, we're right. that's something that that i, I never want to lose sight of with 85 it's so important
0: and, and you guys do work for like everyone from, I mean, y'all might be working with a small youth group or a band on tour or something, maybe maybe somebody that no one's ever even heard of. And then I think, did I see at one point you guys had done some stuff uh, for the Country Music Awards or something? Yeah, man. um You you name it. I mean,
2: you know, one day I'll be working on a, I mean, actually today, literally today, I, I looked at my friend and I was like, I, I was working from home and I have a friend in town. And uh, I was and They said, well, who are you working? Who you? You know, what orders are you working on? And I showed them my email inbox. And it was like the very first two was like uh, the very first one was the Brett Michaels uh, from Poison, you know, and then and then right <laughs> under that it was uh, it was a youth camp, you know, for this this uh, this big church, you know, so you you never yeah. know. And that's that's that is what makes eighty five eighty five. like we are not going to discriminate when people say do you do you only do band merch no do you it, my my rebuttal is do you put a logo on it Th- then we do it <laughs> like we right. like that yeah that's our clientele um yeah you'll you'll be working for the cma awards or whatever it may be a cmt music awards and turn around and you're working for spotify or you're all those yeah we can name drop all day but Sure. You know, the, yeah. the, I think I think the important clients also are not just the important. the ones that 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 uh, that should get some recognition are are the, you know, just the, the, the medium sized clients out there, man, the sure. small businesses that are trusting us with their hard earned money. That That's huge. You know, like we're a small business. And um, so whenever I trust someone with our hard earned money, that means a lot to me. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. So one of the big things that Nichols and I, it seems to always come up, and I think it's just because it's a, it's a big part of, of our individual stories. And we've been pals since we were, gosh, 10 years old. And uh, both of us have kind of gone through seasons of working in church ministry, be that on staff at a paid level or, you know, like the faith journey has always been something that's been close to us. And I know that uh, obviously being in a band that was Christian dudes in a band, like you identify as a Christian, how, how, I, I don't want, I don't want this to be a question that tries to put you in some sort of weird box or, or framework that you don't want to be in. I'm just curious though, like, how, how has your faith shifted and changed over the years? I mean, not only as a guy who's gone from young man to, you know, adult and this and that, but I mean... You've encountered so many different cultures, so many types of people, and I know that that plays a big role in, like, our perspective in the faith and of the faith. Yes,
2: um, man, that's a good question, bro. So it's
1: actually funny. It's actually funny, Trevor, because your your story of how you went from band to business sounds a lot like you discovered a lot of. Lot of who you really are, which kind of mirrors what I've been through and what Heaven's been
2: through. Yes, absolutely. And you know, my dad, uh, my dad's a pastor. Um, I'm fully aware of of the whole like, you know, um, you know, church mentality or or whatever, and um, you know, so. Th- when you're when you're you know you guys talking about working within ministry and then not working within ministry like that alone is a freaking mind screw, you know I mean that will <laughs> that will yeah, yeah. that will mess you up real quick if you're not like completely level headed. Oh my gosh, yeah. um, you know. Um, so to answer your question, man, uh, which by the way is a freaking awesome question, um, it has challenged me like, I am I believe am I be- a believer like without a doubt. I believe in Christ. Um, now I think the, mo- the main thing that, 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 that has come out of me, um, through like, you know, whether it's touring and like, meeting all these different people and, and experiencing these demographics and people or going into business and then realizing that like, whoa, like, I'm not just like, I don't have to be a freaking Christian business. Like, it really like it boiled it all down to wow this really 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 is now a heart issue it really is just me just me it's me and god it's not 85 supply and god it's not trevor and the team and god or you know <laughs> or the wedding and trevor and god like it's just me and and i am accountable for myself i'm accountable for uh, you know, the things that I say and that I do and, and I'm accountable to the Lord for those things. Am I perfect? Hell no, no, I'm not. And I, I actually like in a positive way, I embrace that now, the older that I'm getting, because it's not a cop out. It's, it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not perfect. And that is why I've the older I get, the more passionate I get about grace and, and, and and how it really is sufficient. And, um, I don't know, man, I, I, I can sit there and, you know, I got a mouth like a sailor sometimes, dude, you know, like I've, I've done my (laughs) fair share of partying, you know, I I've done, uh, trust me, man, I'm not, I'm not no poster board for Jesus at all, but I can tell you this, that I am saved by him and I am a child of God. And, and I don't, want to live a life that, that represents the abuse of the grace I've been given. I can tell you that. Um, yeah. Uh, I, but I, I do want to live a very authentic and open life because I know what it's like to be on the other side and be in, whether it's a Christian, for me, it was being in a, in a Christian, Christian rock band. I know what it's like to live a life where you feel like you're kind of under the microscope and, and, you know, everything you're doing is, is being judged or whatever, or, or just, just a little heightened, you know? And.
0: Well, and I mean, I feel, I feel like your perspective is, I mean, one of the cool things about being in a, in a band, the way you guys were, uh, I mean, the type of music you guys did, it kind of surrounded y'all. Like I would say a huge chunk of y'all's uh, fan base is, I mean, maybe there's a lot of Christians, but I, I knew tons of people that love the wedding that weren't Christian people. And I guess a part of being, you know, we always joke about the emo kids, but like a part of doing kind of emo rock music was highly feeling kids who were like angsty teens. (laughs) And like straight up, man, hearing stories from you guys where, you know, there's a kid considering suicide. And then after a show, he gets to talk to you guys about just how y'all's music has affected him. And then y'all have faith conversations. And sometimes you don't have faith conversations. And it was just this kind of, I mean, and then like. Uh, was it the other day, I mean, I hate to feel like I'm name dropping again here, but uh, like, I know that because of your kind of your network in the music industry, like you've got friends that have had different levels of success. And I mean, some of those guys uh, that I've seen anyway, that you've kind of like posted about or something, some of those were like, crazy big rockers who had like crazy big stories drug addiction now they're christians some of them aren't christians i don't think i don't i don't know everybody in their stories here but i'm just you've got proximity with such a unique and diverse group that i don't see how you can be this weird cookie cutter version of a christian
2: yeah because you're not i (laughs) I have no desire to be um and and i want to surround myself with, with with really with with just forgiven people you know like there's there's something special about that um i think that and i think that that's kind of something that like the christian culture is seeking more and more is that authenticity and not just saying you're transparent but like really being transparent and not abusing that you know like there's a lot of people out there that kind of annoy me that do the whole like oh i'm a christian and uh, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say shit, you know. Like you can bleep that out if you want to for your podcast. But like truth be told, like there's a lot of people that they're like, oh, I'm a Christian, so I'm gonna cuss. I'm a Christian. I'm gonna do this. You know, it's like, look, I, I you know, I get it, man. When I stub my toe, or not even when I stub my toe, like on a daily basis, I say stupid stuff. But that, that doesn't, like the the, the my relationship with Jesus is far greater than whether I just said the word shit or not. You know, like, it, it, you know, it it. I don't know, man. You got me on a tangent here, bro.
0: <laughs> no, no, I love it, dude. I love it. And so it, tell me if I'm hearing you right. You're kind of talking about people who are like Christians and maybe they're trying to be edgy or kind of flex their like, on oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm relevant kind of muscles. Uh,
2: yeah. And I have i mean, dude, I've been on podcasts or documentaries and all that kind of crap where um, that button was intentionally pushed you know or that that topic is pushed and i just don't buy into that garbage anymore um you know i'm not out here to to tell you how cool of a christian i am and and then and then tell you how you know you can do everything you want and still be a christian because that's not necessarily the truth there is like a uh, i believe that there is some sort of a a level of of integrity to to uphold and you know or whatever but i don't know man um for me uh, you know, to answer your question, yes, I, you know, I, have I've had a freaking been blessed to be, to have friends who have some insane stories. Um, and, 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 you know, even in my own story, um, you know, just learning the lesson of what it's like to, to kind of back up and, and, and go, you know this really really is like a hard issue this is between me and Jesus it has nothing to do with uh, you know any success or 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 whatever you know cuz i mean still man there's days where i look around i'm sitting here in my home right now right and i'm looking at my home and i'm thinking oh my god like i own this place this place is beautiful like all you know but dude that this does not make me who i am it does not it, this is not my identity it's not and it's wonderful don't get me wrong success there's nothing wrong with success i believe that success and not success whatever you want to go or whatever like those are the you know the lord navigates us in both of those departments you know what i mean like the sovereignty of god is still present no matter what and i can honestly say that i've been on both sides of the fence trust me um but yeah I, i i I don't know, man. Jesus is Jesus, no matter if you're poor, broke, bummed, happy, don't matter, man. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I, I love your perspective, dude. It's been cool to hear. Uh, Nichols and I started this podcast. We spent a lot of time uh, over the last several months. Uh, you know, we we call each other with something like some sort of struggle or doubt or whatever, and you know, we we knew it as just being best buds. We knew it as like a, hey, it's a safe place for me to kind of air this out with you. And that's sort of where the idea of our podcast was birthed. And you know, you'll get a chance to maybe listen to some of this in the future. But um, I mean, we our big thing is creating space and giving people permission just to be who they are, where they're at. Like, Like, which is interesting,
2: man. If you think about that, that's crazy that we have to create that that environment.
0: Like, yeah, as as though they needed our permission in the first place. That's what. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, come on,
2: man. I mean, like, you should be able to just speak that openly versus having to intentionally go out and create that safe space because life yeah. with life in Christ is it is a
0: safe space. Like I mean, come on, you know, like. Well, and I mean, how many times have you heard the message of like freedom in Christ, freedom in Christianity? You've heard that a hundred times, and yet sometimes don't Christians kind of feel like the most enslaved people who are like tied down by this moralistic deism? It's like they they're so so afraid to do anything wrong or say the wrong word, or did I cuss or did I have sex with my girlfriend or whatever? You know what I mean?
2: Dude, I tell people all the time, look, man, like, like uh, you know, I yeah, well, I, it, it, if you, it, there are way bigger fish to fry in this world. I can assure you there are way bigger fish to fry in this world as to whether Trevor just drank, smoked, cussed or whatever. <laughs> I can, I promise you. They're way bigger fish fry, and and if you take that mentality and you apply it to you and you apply it to the next guy and the person that you're looking at, what you what you what you find is that you start to realize that that uh, that, that you 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 cut through all the BS and you get to the heart of the matter, which is, you know, uh, seeing the the real person, you know, and and, and how yeah. they're desired by God and 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 they're sought after, you know what I mean? So.
0: Oh yeah, so. I want to kind of transition I know this is a really rough transition but um I know we've got a we got a few minutes left we don't want to take too much of your time but uh there's a couple things I wanted to make sure I I hit tonight with you and it's it's beyond the deep meaningful spiritual conversation that we just had the first one is (laughs) the first one is you have or had a pet pig is that right?
2: So, I did not, well, yes, yeah, so, it's like a yes and no thing. So, I was dating a girl for a couple, like, two years, something like that, man.
0: Oh, good, I brought up a sore subject. All right, great. You did
2: not bring up a sore subject, dude. I mean, <laughs> whatever, I wish her the best. She can kick rocks, but I wish I wish her the best. Don't I mean. <laughs> tell me you dated the pig, bro. Yeah, like, listen, I was, yeah, exactly, dude. That's the, that's like, I got a few people that said that, that have brought up that same joke, but no, man, I'm an open book. Hey man, it's part of my story. Um, if you hang around me long enough, you will hear me say that a lot. Yo, that's a part of your story. Like, don't be ashamed of it. Um, but but uh, even even the weird stuff, the weird topics, you know, relationships and all that kind of stuff. Look, hey, man, we were together. We got history. We were together for two years. And um, I wish you the best. I really do. Uh, but anyway, aside from that, she had a freaking pig, dude. And uh, yo, let me tell you what. <laughs> uh, there ain't no such thing as a mini pig, dude. Those, those things, they end up getting fat. It's just a pig. It's just a little small oh, pig oh that, that, that is small oh, for a so little bit. So how big did it actually get? Dude, when that thing, when I first met her, you know, that pig probably weighed, if I had to guess, dude, that pig probably weighed like 12, 15 pounds. And by the time we broke up, that thing was 40, 45 pounds, man. And oh my God. I mean, it was, and then it, it, again, growing. So no, nah, dude. And that thing, here's a little funny story for you. So it was inside my house one time and my air vents are on the floor. That thing, if you know anything about pigs, when they pee, they pee like, literally a gallon like you can see the stomach area before and after it's unbelievable how much water oh they were taking oh my in. gosh he freaking pissed all in my vent all the way down, <laughs> all the piss went down dude and i had to call the ac company they had to come out here oh my god dude don't listen mini pigs are cute just keep them on instagram don't go buy one just trust me uh that's funny dude oh so you that's like bacon system. i guess from that point yeah dude I ain't oh brother, I ain't even kidding you, dude. I was like that night we are having bacon and ham tonight like it's happening and what's funny is that's his name his name is ham
0: <laughs> I kid oh my gosh that's so, hilarious
2: but yeah dude hit me with the good stuff what else you got that's a good question
0: yeah so so that was that was something that I was just dying to talk about the second thing is now, now this is gonna take you back all right but I remember so uh I'm trying to remember what venue it was. I think there was a, a music venue in like Cabot or Batesville, the Depot. You remember that?
1: Dude, wait, what? I,
0: I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, so I I played in a band uh like way back when and I mean, we were way better than the wedding. Obviously, we were huge. We got signed. No, we sucked, dude. It's embarrassing. But I love uh, it. But we, uh, we played at a place and I saw like the wedding, like you'd, you guys had signed something and I was talking to somebody and they told this story and I was like, no, 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 this can't be the same band. They were like, yeah, the guys from the wedding, like got in a fight with one of the other bands. (laughs) And so I called Cody later on and I'm like, Cody, what am I hearing about a fight? And they're like, yeah, Trevor you ever got pissed at some dude and like stepped up? <laughs> for yeah, I knocked. Oh, uh, here we go! Come
1: on, let's yeah. let's No, I it mean,
2: rip. like that's I, that's once again part of my story. Like I said, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's funny I knocked his ass out, but like, <laughs> but like at the same time, I mean, I'm. <laughs> it is funny, but I don't condone violence whatsoever uh, unless you're in the UFC. I'm a huge UFC fan, but like, yeah, uh, I definitely
1: condone that.
2: Uh, but no, man, uh, we our merch guy. At the time, um, I know exactly, man, that's crazy. Uh, I know exactly the show you're talking about. Our merch guy asked if I would watch the merch so that he could go and just enjoy this band that was playing. Um, he was in the pit, and this dude, you know, he's like danced around or whatever. He accidentally hit this dude. This dude uh, took offense to it, jumped him. I saw it. I all over the table, um, <laughs> jump in the pit, grab this dude, pin him down. told him to chill, calm down. He ended up hitting me and I didn't like that too much. And, uh, I I literally knocked his ass out like cold, man. And, and, uh, uh, and you know, the best part about this story is, uh, we kind of drug him out there and we're playing the set and, you know, I hear somebody screaming, like the guitar player hits people. I remember getting on the mic and I was like, look, like if you hit our merch guy, like, and if you hit me, i'm gonna hit you back that's how that's how this works you know like i don't care what band i play in or who i like you hit me i'm hitting you back and uh and my just southern roots were just coming out in front of everybody and uh anyway so show's over promoter comes up to us and he was like man look you don't need to go out back that dude and all his buddies are by your van and trailer they're like waiting for you and i was like well let's do this uh start walking out there oh my gosh. i I started walking out there, man. I, I took my shirt off and I'm thinking, all right, I'm about to scrap, you know, and uh we're just talking crap, you know, back and forth. And as I'm walking out there, and this is the best part of the story. I kid you not, this minivan rolls up and I can't remember his name, but it was like Deshaun or something like that. He's like you hear this old woman, this like mom voice, and she's like, Deshaun, get in the van. It was his mom picking him up from driving no. him off to my show. <laughs> oh man
0: (laughs) yeah dude i was
2: like you gotta be kidding me and i remember like yeah deshaun get in the van (laughs)
0: dude there's nothing worse than getting the crap beat out of you and then your mom picks you up in her van
2: picks you up in the van because she brought you to the show and you just got beat up by the guitar player of the band (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) was
0: this was this one of y'all's fans or was was he there for another band
2: I think, I think he was there for us, man. Um, actually, <laughs> I, 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 I'm I going to say I know that he was just because one of his buddies was wearing our T-shirt. He was all bucked up and, and, and pissed off. Oh, so, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of funny, but I know exactly what you're talking about, man. Kevin, our singer, man, he, he jumped into the fight that night at the time. And, I mean, we <laughs> dude, we were kind of rowdy, you know? Like, we, we love Jesus, but we'll fight a little.
0: <laughs> I love it, dude. I think that's so funny, man. Bro, I've been there.
2: That's hey man, I, like I said, it don't—it ain't nothing to do with Krishna or not Krishna. We're people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, if somebody hits me in the face, like, yeah, I'm not—I'm not so sure I'm just gonna handle that super well. So
2: I'm not gonna sit there and let you hit me in the face. That ain't gonna happen. No, uh-huh. Yeah. Either either I'm walking out or you're walking out. That's how that's gonna work.
0: <laughs> so you you said something about UFC. Uh, you know like, you
2: know what song comes
1: to mind whenever you hear that? Whenever you <laughs> say that? What's
2: that? The hidden track. Uh Arkansas. Oh yeah. Down dude Oh my gosh. Yeah, dude. That was a one take jake right there, man. We wrote that. That, that was, was. I
0: remember I loved I love that song. Yeah. But now I'm you all about that. that but but I, thought, I it thought, thought it was great.
2: great. <laughs> dude, I that yeah. And you know, there, there's there's actually two hidden tracks on Polarity. Uh there's that one so if you listen to the first track about 15 seconds in then you hit, re- uh-huh. hit rewind you, you'll uh, you'll hear the diamond of the south and then if you let the end of the track just keep on rolling and rolling and rolling uh you'll hear my outtakes for uh south side which is me basically not ever i could not hit the notes and it was hilarious
0: it's all my out oh i didn't know about that
2: yeah there's two hidden tracks
0: on that record so that's crazy so you said something about ufc uh I know we were supposed to record last week, but you ended up getting tickets. Like, and it looked like you were pretty close, right? Bro, I was six rows
2: from uh, from Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal uh, in uh, in Madison Square Garden, which is a that was a big, big fight. Um, and no way! Yeah, it was it was yeah. it was unbelievable, man. I was sitting next to the dude from Sons of Anarchy. And like, no, it's so all these famous people around. Donald Trump was there. He was like, but. 20 feet away from me i mean it was i mean like it was nuts dude it was crazy but that was a big fight to attend and and i am i'm a huge ufc
0: uh fan yeah so yeah well i mean i'm glad you ditched us for that because that sounds that sounds way (laughs) (laughs) better i mean real talk i would have done the same thing dude
2: Oh, my gosh. I felt terrible, though, man. I was like, oh, my God, I totally forgot. I can't do this podcast because I'm totally oh. flying out.
0: Yeah. So you, sh- you should never feel bad about that. That's
2: awesome. But, yeah, I'm already looking to trying to get to the next UFC event, ASAP.
0: So, that's awesome. Well, we've kept you on for like an hour, dude. So, we'll, we'll let you go enjoy your night with your dogs and uh, a pigless night. No pigs or exes. Praise God. So, Dude, thanks for hanging out with us, man. This has been a lot of fun. We were both uh, really excited to get you on here, and and uh, I'm excited for people to hear some of these stories. I think I can't tell what I like more, like the spiritual insight that you gave, or some of the stories. I I, I, may I got plenty more, man. man. I got
2: I got plenty more. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys ever want to go for a round two? You holler, I'm serious.
0: Oh my gosh! All right, we're gonna do a bonus episode at some point in the future. It's just gonna be stories with Trevor.
2: I got plenty of them, dude. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. Alright, man. Well that's yeah, that's gonna have to happen. Well dude, yeah, thanks thanks again, man. We really appreciate you hanging out with us tonight. Brother, yeah, absolutely, thanks,
2: man. I'm gonna hang up here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna make these pups some food and then uh uh I don't even know, man. I'm gonna probably pop on some uh some live PD because that's my jam.
0: There you go. <laughs> All right, Trevor, we'll talk to you later, man. We'll talk to you guys soon. Alright, brother. Alright, see ya. All right, bye. bye. Later. Hey, thanks for checking out Helmet Theory Podcast we hope you guys enjoyed what you heard do us a favor if you don't mind go give us a like a follow or rate us on iTunes or any podcast source that you listen to us on and we will see you guys next time thanks